Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. It is because of your support and listening that Lip Talk Nation is growing, so I'm sending a huge thank you for spreading the word. On our most recent episode, we had global thought leader, coach, and international speaker, Mir Ezra, who teaches us the power of the mind. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous episodes, I want to challenge you to do so because they are filled with valuable tips and action steps that you can make to live without depression and anxiety so that you can live your life in purple. To catch all our episodes and find out more about Life in Purple, visit liptalknation.com and there you will find our blog and much, much more. On our show today, I will be sharing a unique perspective on actively waiting. It is often said by new parents, I can't wait until my kid is old enough and then fill in the blank to start talking, walking, to go fishing, hunting, or even I can't wait until my kid can go to college. But then something happens inside your soul when your firstborn goes to kindergarten for the first time. You then say, I wish I could go back in time and have my baby boy or girl be two again, or simply just younger. We ask ourselves, where did the time go? And now we are trying to live in the past when moments before we were living in the future. My proposed question to this all-too-known scenario is, how do we live in the moment? Or maybe that better question is, what do we do while we wait? While we wait for our kids to grow up, while we wait for an answer on test results, while we wait for life storms to pass. So many factors come into play here. The number of kids you have, where you live, who your circle of influence is, are you depressed, do you work? Still, I ask this question, what do we do while we wait? Now you've probably heard the saying, good things come to those who wait, right? Well, I have also heard that good things happen to those who take action. Now, I definitely believe that patience is a virtue and good things do take time to happen. With that being said, waiting can be the most difficult thing to do. And to take that a step further, once you figure out what to do while you wait, well, really, not everyone will actively wait the same way. I believe I have discovered something that just might help you while you actively wait. Several years ago, I stumbled upon a book that would forever influence the way that I understand people. I was having a bonding moment with my dad in a local bookstore. My dad loves reading, so to connect with him, I was looking for books to read. I'm not even sure of the section I was in. I was really looking for a title that stood out to me. But there it was. 
the birth order book. And again, I'm not really sure why this book stood out to me. It wasn't the design of the cover. It wasn't because I was in psychology. I had just graduated with a music degree. So it didn't have to do with what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. Of course, I laugh now because it really did affect me and what I am called to do for the rest of my life. You might be wondering why this book influenced me so much. Or you might not even care about birth orders. However, since teaching music for 18 years, I have discovered if you understand the birth order of a person, you can then adjust to teaching the student. Then they will learn faster because not everyone learns the same way. If you aren't familiar with birth order traits, I will share some of them with you right now. This is not intended to offend, but to help you all understand what I mean, Lip Talk Nation, when I say not everyone will actively wait the same way. Okay, so according to parents.com, firstborns are reliable, conscientious, structured, cautious, controlling, and achievers. My middleborns are people pleasers, somewhat rebellious, thrives on friendships, has large social circles, and are peacemakers. The lastborns are fun loving, uncomplicated, manipulative, outgoing, attention seekers, and self centered. Now, my only child, the onlyborns, are mature for their age, perfectionists, conscientious, diligent, and leaders. I would use these traits of each birth order to then teach my music students. For instance, in teaching piano, firstborns definitely love learning to read the notes and counting it. When they come in for lessons, we have very little small talk and then we go straight into the lesson. The middle kids, well, they needed to talk about their day first, to vent, to free their mind so they can do music. They usually understand how to play the song, or we would oftentimes want to write a song. And then there are the youngest borns. Typically, all I needed to do was to keep the love of music alive for them. That meant some days we wouldn't have any music in front of us. We would play by ear and I would have to be very enthusiastic throughout the lesson to keep their attention. I taught a few onlyborns and they were definitely my perfectionists to the extreme, which meant I wouldn't have to repeat myself and they learned the songs fast and well. Okay, so not many people teach music this way, and I might actually be the only one. But it was a huge success for me. I had very few dropouts, and even then, it was because a student would graduate or move away. My goal was to understand my students and to keep the love of music alive. Understanding people this way has carried over in the way that I help people and, well, even helping people how to actively wait. Oh yes, here it is. If you're in a situation where you know that you have to wait a day, a week, a month, several months, or even several years, I want to share with you tangible action steps that each person can do while you are waiting. Ultimately, the goal, here it is, write it down. The goal to actively waiting is to have the sense of accomplishment at the end of each day. And this allows the mind to focus on being in the moment. 
Okay, firstborns, are you ready? If you are a firstborn, you have the natural tendency to stay busy. This is awesome. It's not difficult for you to make a list and check it off as the day goes by. I know that you love making lists, so I'm going to ask you to first look at your list as more like guidelines, and then I'm going to ask you to add to the list something fun for yourself to do, even if that is going to get a coffee or something that is as simple as buying a new nail polish. Believe it or not, firstborns can have more of a sense of accomplishment when they plan a fun activity because they already have the habit of staying busy. Middle kids, here you go. Since I am a middle child, I can speak from experience. Middle kids are constantly thinking about keeping the peace, even when it comes to waiting. In fact, the thought of waiting can cause us to shut down. Even though our priorities are to make sure all around us are happy, we can oftentimes forget about ourselves. It will take a little bit more effort than firstborns, but the action steps are still attainable. So the task for a middleborn to have that sense of accomplishment while you're actively waiting would be, here it is, to schedule something fun and to schedule something productive. Even if you mow the lawn and read a good book, at the end of the day, you will have that sense of accomplishment while you are waiting. Lastborns. When it comes to the lastborns, or shall I say the babies of the family, you all know how to have fun and make people laugh, which is one way, I guess, to say that you can stay busy. And the really cool thing about you is that you all don't overthink or overanalyze what you are waiting for. However, to have the sense of accomplishment at the end of the day while you are actively waiting, you all would need to schedule something productive. This could be doing laundry, washing the car, or even writing a letter to your long lost childhood friend. Okay, I admit this is going to be easy to do and easy not to do because you all don't overthink, but to have that sense of accomplishment, schedule something productive. And now we are to the only childs, the only borns. Only kids are much like firstborns, but with a little bit more discipline. You love lists and checking things off, but you make sure everything gets done on the list and you are checking it twice. So maybe you all might want to consider scheduling two fun things in your day to have that sense of accomplishment, or I at least recommend one thing. Either way, it's about that sense of accomplishment. I do have a disclaimer. There are exceptions to every birth order. Some of you may be thinking that you are more like a lastborn when you are in fact a firstborn and vice versa. This isn't to diagnose anyone. This is simply my opinion on how one should actively wait according to birth orders. I hope this was fun and it will help you in your journey of waiting, whatever that may look like. And I also hope that I've at least piqued your interest to find out more how I can help others. Thank you for listening to Life in Purple. 
where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. Lip Talk Nation, if you have enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And for Android users, send me that quick email to laura at laurasprague.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.